Welcome to the Mystic Mecca, where the worlds of spirits, aliens, and conspiracies collide, and we keep it high vibe. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Mystic Mecca. Today, we have a very special guest, Angel Aquarian, is joining us. Angel is a feminine wisdom keeper, earth-based medicine practitioner, and visionary who is passionate about supporting the liberation of humanity and the earth and fully reclaiming our sovereign divinity and magic. This is a really fun interview, and today we are talking about the menstrual cycle and how to reclaim the power and purpose of the menstrual cycle historically, but also in today's society, and also women's natural oracular abilities, especially as it relates to the menstrual cycle. So thank you for tuning in and let's get right into it. Hello, and today we're talking to Angel Aquarian, who is the owner of Honoring the Sacred Self. And thank you so much, Angel, for coming on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm excited to be here with you. (laughs) And can you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do? Yeah. So the official title that I'm going by right now is um, Feminine Wisdom Keeper. Earth-based medicine practitioner and visionary. Um, I am a multi-passionate woman. I have been very dedicated to the spiritual path, my own healing journey since 2011. In that time, I've healed lots of things. I have taken lots of different certification courses and programs. I'm, you know, I've received a yoga teacher training certification. I'm certified in Reiki. Um, I do sound healings. I have a lot of different certifications, if you will, and trainings in various modalities. However, there are two main paths that I really strongly resonate with that I focus on. And that is Ayurveda and menstrual cycle awareness. So I studied Ayurveda in India. That was my quote unquote college education that I picked for myself. And I have been um, an initiate on the path of what I like to call shamanic menstruation for about a decade now. So Mm -hmm. those are the two main avenues Um, that I like to work with people on and focus on. They're the ones that I'm the most passionate about. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Um, Was it, was the program in India kind of a, in an immersive type of experience? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. That sounds amazing. It was incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How long was the program? I'm curious. Um, I think if I can remember correctly, it was four months. Mm, okay. It was four months and it was extremely intense. I think they took about two years 
two years of training and schooling and compacted it down into four months for us. <laughs> uh, I It's been eight years since I've been there in this training and I'm still unpacking what I learned. That's how wow. <laughs> So, <laughs> Wow. That sounds incredible actually to yeah. experience that. Um, so do you work like one-to-one with clients then or how does that work? Yep. Uh, I do group courses every now and then. And yes, I absolutely love working one-on-one with clients. That is the thing that I do probably the most out of Mm. everything. Okay. And can you go a little bit into the menstrual cycle awareness? Like what is that exactly? And how does that, what do you do with that? I guess. Yeah. So there's different levels that go to this with when it comes to the way that I work with it. But I can tell you for most women, for most humans, you're going to want to start out with just like the basic understanding of the menstrual cycle when it comes to the different seasons. Mm. We compare it to the seasons of nature. Um, so for women who are just wanting to get started on this and just have like a better understanding of, uh, how to have menstrual cycle awareness in their life, it's, you really got to get into the basics of what are the inner seasons and when are you in which one and what differences do each season make when it comes to your physiology, your body, your chemistry, uh, your hormones, the chemistry of your brain, um, your mood, because there's different themes for each season. And this is usually the biggest breakthrough for women. Um, Like in my course, Reclaiming the Magic of the Menstrual Cycle, it's really kind of like a profound eye-opening experience just when women learn that, you know, your brain has a measurable change in it throughout the different phases and seasons of your cycle up to, I think the number is like the actual chemistry of a woman's brain is 25% different when she's bleeding than when she isn't. So this is really huge for women because I think that most women are like me and, you know, we've grown up in the modern world where there's a bunch of shame and embarrassment around around having a period and bleeding and we really don't have a whole lot of education around it uh especially when it comes to a spiritual aspect of it and most of the time we really feel burdened by our cycle that's how i was for most of my life it was a huge source of suffering and pain for me and when i came into this path of menstrual cycle awareness and shamanic menstruation, it turned my biggest source of suffering and pain into my greatest joy and um, source of power. Mm. So it turned from hell into heaven, which is why I'm so passionate about sharing this. So for women who are just beginning to learn this stuff, it's profound when you learn the inner workings of your of your season, like your inner seasons, because you get to see that there's a huge difference palpably measurably that's taking place 
in your biology, in your body, in your brain, in your emotions. And for most women, it is a massive relief for them and a confirmation that, no, you're not crazy. Here's an actual scientific measured study that will show you how hugely you're fluctuating internally. And this is why you feel really emotional and really sensitive during this time. And, you know, one of the things is that I teach women when you're starting to get close to your bleed, your traumas are getting closer to the surface. So mm-hmm. it's really important when women understand this oh shit, my own traumas are becoming activated. I'm getting more sensitive. I need to start creating more space around myself and retracting my energy from all of the things, from the social gatherings, from any way that I can start um, retracting my energy from everything that's outside of myself and giving myself more space so that I can process my own woundings that are coming up right now. And you know, the opposite is usually what happens with women. We don't have this type of information. We don't know what's going on. And it usually creates an incredible amount of emotional turmoil within ourselves, within our families. You know, it creates more uh, arguments and issues with a partner. Uh, Oftentimes it adds to mom guilt when you don't know what you're you know, what's happening. You don't know that your own trauma is now sitting on your lap. And then you, you know, emotionally react to your child. And then you just feel absolutely terrible about it. And you don't have compassion for yourself because you don't know what's happening inside of you. And then it's a natural process and that you don't have control over it, but there's a way that you can work with your cycle and support yourself and create more spaciousness for you to feel safe and for your family to understand what's going on with you and for you to liberate yourself out of feeling like you are in a, a crazy emotional mess. Mm. Wow. That's really powerful. Um, and what a beautiful way to like help women like reclaim their feminine almost it's like something that's we're almost taught to like be shameful of or embarrassed of it's it's a really it just feels really powerful to be able to you know help support women in that way wow it is powerful it's it's literally life-changing and Mm -hmm. in my eyes this is this is stuff that all women used to know, all women used to have access to. There used to be a place in society for menstruation. Our entire community around us used to revere a menstruating woman, literally looking at a woman in her active bleeding days as the living embodiment of the goddess. And women used to be like honored so highly for being uh, connected to the life-giving force and to to bleed every month. We, we used to really just be like held up in society as the most important part of society. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the, like the complete opposite of right now. And a big part of my work is uh, spreading this message re-educating society, not just women, but men also, mm-hmm. so that we can reclaim and recreate a space 
in our society for menstruating women. Mm. Yeah, I... uh... It would be a a game changer on so many different levels if we were supporting women in that way. And for the rest of, I mean, for men too, you know, it would be, I just, I could see what you're talking about. Like it just, it's, it's really needed for sure. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) It's even now as we're talking about this, it's like, I'm realizing I this is not something that I really think about, you know, on a, on a regular basis or like, I don't uh, even honor myself much less. Right. Yeah, no, that's where most women are. That's where I was in my entire life. That's why it's such a big deal when you get reconnected to this and then you start to really experience some of the benefits within yourself and how powerfully healing it can be to just have this awareness mm-hmm. uh, about your cyclical nature and that you're a woman, you're not a man, you're actually not supposed to be the same every day. You show up as a different woman depending on where you're at in the month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a huge relief because we've all been um, raised in a patriarchal world, mm-hmm. in a man's world where you know, there's no concept of the different phases that women go through. There's no honoring of them. There's no space for them. So when this gets brought back into our awareness, just, just having the awareness of it alone, not even really knowing what to do with your cycle, but just remembering that, oh my gosh, I'm a woman. Women naturally fluctuate. I'm actually not supposed to show up every day the same. I'm actually supposed to feel more sensitive during, you know, certain parts like that alone is huge for women. Yeah. I think it's really, um, it's almost like, a <laughs> we met on the Bashar page. So it's almost like that permission slip, you know, that he talks about for, it almost feels like that with a lot, you know, giving women that permission slip of like, not having to be tough or like be that patriarchal, the expectation that we have from the patriarchal society where it's like, we can't be sensitive. We can't be feminine and we have to be Mm -hmm. tough. It's almost like giving that back is, yeah, it feels like such an important and powerful thing. Well, it is. And I can tell you that it's just as important for men because men have suffered, you know, they've suffered right alongside women. Men have been completely ostracized from their own inner feminine, which has really done uh, like damage to the psychology of the masculine because we have raised and trained men since they were little boys to think that they're not allowed to feel. And then we get upset when we feel like we can't find a man that's sensitive enough to be able to really hold space for a woman when we're the ones that are raising them to completely ostracize themselves from the feminine within. So when we restore this within ourselves as women, we restore it in the collective and then it gives men permission to actually have emotion and to not feel like they need to be the big macho man that's putting on a front and stuffing his feelings down, which then creates an un, 
an unhealthy relationship with emotions. And then the only emotion that they're connected with is anger when it's really the suppression of the feminine that's doing this. And it doesn't matter what sex you are. So it's huge. And I personally feel, you know, and I'm a little biased because this is my own field of work, but I personally believe that once we reconnect this piece in society within ourselves, Mm -hmm. in my eyes, it is the key to healing everything on the planet. Mm -hmm. Everything that's wrong with our planet right now is this disconnect from the feminine. And there's no more powerful way to make that reconnection with the feminine than to reestablish this practice of menstrual cycle awareness. So it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up about the men too, because it is, I do see where it's, it's been, I mean, it's definitely been hard on both the sexes, but it equally has been as difficult for men and they've had to hold that almost, um, I hate to use the word toxic, but it's almost like that extreme end of the masculine where they, they just can't, they're not allowed, like you're saying, to access their emotions and their feelings and their, their, their feminine. Cause yeah, I do agree that everybody's got a balance. And I think that that is extremely important to bring that piece into this as well. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Let's pivot just a little bit. So I know we wanted to talk about women's natural oracle abilities today. And I'm wondering um, if you can kind of go into that a little bit. And Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. So um, I hosted a summit back in 2020 called uh, Awakening to the Magic of the Menstrual Cycle. And I interviewed, I think it was like 26 women from around the world who are into a very similar line of work, womb work, feminine wisdom. And that really took my embodiment and understanding of this to a whole new level. Um, And it was a huge, profound learning experience, especially to connect with a couple of dozen women who know even more um, in some regards about this path. And it was in that summit in those interviews that I learned that menstruation was the original shamanic journey. And that really catapulted my own practices around honoring menstruation ceremonially to a whole new level and a whole new understanding uh, and a whole new embodiment for me. And I really started diving into this concept of menstruation being a shamanic journey. And I've learned so much um, about the ways that the indigenous used to honor menstruation, um, the way that menstruation actually used to be at the center of civilization. Um, The whole community literally worked around the clockwork of a woman's body. It was what determined the flow and the cycles of the entire community. It all ran around menstruation. And the Native Americans, or the peoples of Turtle Island, as they're actually called, um, 
they had something called moon lodges, which I know I know a lot of people have heard of that. There's this kind of like new old school uh, movement around the red tent. And I believe that that came from the moon lodges. And there was even before that goddess temples. Um, so this is really ancient wisdom that I am a forerunner for reestablishing in the modern civilization. And the Native Americans' perspective on menstruation is the main avenue that I take when it comes to teaching this stuff. And it is a really powerful concept that I'm super excited to share with you here. <laughs> if anybody has ever heard of a vision quest, vision quest, I feel like most people have, have heard of it. Maybe they don't exactly know what it means. Um, but I'll give you just like a rough outline. If you've never heard of a vision quest, it is a traditional ceremony done in different Native American tribes. I'm sure there's plenty of Native peoples from all over the world, not just the Americas, that have participated in a vision quest. Mm -hmm. And usually somebody will embark on a vision quest when they are at a threshold in their life when some massive change has happened, when the entire trajectory of their life is changing, you know, when a loved one dies or a divorce happens or, you know, a big threshold is usually when people get inspired to undertake something like a vision quest. And from what I understand, I haven't personally ever done one of these, but I've researched them. From what I understand, Native Americans have specific areas that they have held vision quest ceremonies, if you will, for generations. So they have a special part of land that they go to for a vision quest. And it's usually done with a bunch of preparation beforehand. You get really clear about why you're doing it. Um, your intentions for it, what you want to get out of it. You are kind of like in this internal state of prayer in preparation weeks before you go on this vision quest journey. And then you go out to the specific piece of land. Oftentimes you've got to be connected to, you know, a tribe that will facilitate this for you and have the piece of land for you to do this on and offer you support before and after to help you really get the most out of your vision quest. And then you traditionally, from what I understand, again, I'm, I haven't done this personally, but from what I understand, you go out into the wilderness for, I don't know, at least two days with no food and no camping gear and sometimes no water. Sometimes it's a full on dry fast and you just go out and you sit in nature and your intention is to call a vision to you that will help guide your path forward. So it's a highly spiritual experience. Uh, fasting is one of the fastest ways to really clear your channel to the divine and get direct wisdom straight from your own channel, fasting. Mm -hmm. um, so understanding a vision quest is paramount to understanding what I call shamanic menstruation. And this 
really ties into women's oracular abilities naturally because Native Americans viewed menstruation as a natural time for a vision quest for women. So women have it built into our biology to have a vision quest experience every month without having to go far out into nature and fast for a few days because our biology shifts significantly when we're actively bleeding. Hmm. Every single human being is a channel to the divine, all of us. And whenever you're um, engaged in something that's gonna put you in the flow state, whether it's jogging, riding your bike, painting, um, playing music, you know, usually it's it's some type of creative expression that puts someone in the flow state, but mm-hmm. everyone has that ability to be a channel for the divine. That's what you're doing when you're painting, when you're playing music, you know, like anytime that you're in a flow state, your channel's open and that's what, how you pour forth something creative into the external world because you are a channel. Okay. So knowing that all humans are channels, we need to understand that women have a stronger connection to the divine and it doesn't make us more superior or better. It's literally just the way that we were made. We have a direct connection to source because we have a womb with the womb comes a whole set of different functions in the body, in the brain, different hormones that make us a couple of steps closer to the divine than the masculine. Okay. Now, um, the Native American perspective on menstruation, they looked at and knew that women were their channels were much more open and sensitive and directly connected when they were bleeding. And they created moon lodges for women to have a separate space that they could go to, to really be fully present with the energies coursing through their body while they bleed so that they wouldn't be paying attention to, you know, tending to the tribe, taking care of kids, cooking, gathering, whatever they were doing, because the whole community understood how powerful a time it is for a woman to bleed and how important it is that she has the support in her life to sit there and give her full presence to what's happening inside of her while she's bleeding. And back in the day, when the entire community was in practice of this and they supported women to go into basically like complete hibernation for a few days while they were bleeding, these women would inevitably come out of their bleed having received some type of visionary experience that was really important to the tribe. So, you know, like a woman would come out of that having gained some type of intuitive understanding and information that was really important for the community and they would go and pass it on to the chief. And, you know, just as an example, it could be information about a drought that was on its way, indicating that the tribe needed to move or else they were going to starve or run out of water 
Uh, it could also have given them information about an enemy that was on its way. So it was extremely important to those cultures back then because they understood the oracular ability of women that is naturally program programmed into our biology. And they fully supported women getting the most out of this experience because it was the wisdom that women would gain during these practices that would inevitably help the entire tribe. So it was a really important thing. And like the biology of women hasn't changed since hundreds of years ago. Women still experience that when they're bleeding. The only difference is most of us have no idea what the hell is going on within us. And we just keep pushing forward and doing the same things that we did for the rest of the week or the month, like nothing changed because we have no idea. There's actually this massive shift in our brain, brain chemistry that has taken place and that we're missing something if we're not, uh, really able to sit down and give our full presence to honoring the processes that are taking place inside of us. And so what happens often is, is instead of having this really beautiful, blissful, restful, healing, insightful, intuitive experience, that is the way that the divine created woman, we then go to work, pop mitol pills, shove tampons up our bodies and kind of like stifle down the voice of the feminine. And we completely miss this opportunity to rest, to heal, to hone and refine our own oracular or intuitive abilities. And we end up just accumulating more trauma because we don't have the space to process our trauma that's coming up. We don't know that that's what's happening. And we end up roping in our loved ones that are around us and oftentimes creating a big mess of drama because we don't know basically that we are in this process of psychological purging. Just like when you do a physical detox, hmm. you need to make a little bit more space in your schedule in your life to rest because your body is doing more effort to get out toxins. This is what's happening psychologically for women is psychological impurities are coming up to the surface and they cloud our perception. And if we don't take space away to honor this process of purification, we can end up harming ourselves more and harming those around us. And um, I, I see this happening still literally every single day, which is why it's so important to me to get this message out as far and wide as possible, because even if you don't have the privilege and luxury in your life, if you will, to, you know, take five days off every month and just completely isolate yourself from the world, just mm -hmm. having this information that you're in a constant state of flux and you need to be mindful where you're at in your cycle and like really understand what's taking place inside of you when like your inner critic and your fears and your insecurities really start to surface right before your bleed. When you know that that is a natural quality of that part of your cycle, you can lean back easier and know 
that what you're seeing, the lens of perception that you have going on right now is not true, then you don't buy into the things that you're seeing, knowing that it's actually impurities that are surfacing and releasing out of you. And you just hold space for yourself. So this purging takes place without acting on any of it and kind of further damaging yourself, if you will. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I'm like thinking about my own, like <laughs> yeah. how I don't like, oh yeah, I, I was like, re it was making me think about like the, the times of the month or when I'm going through different parts of the, of the cycle, I guess. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. There was something that piqued my interest. Um, I'm curious if like what, how you feel if, if you think that I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to formulate this into words properly, but if you think that like, is, is every woman, gonna have a different like cycle do you think that if we were attuned properly would most women be on a similar cycle or would each of us be very very different do you have a sense for that yes yes because i understand the way that the divine originally designed us mm -hmm. and if we were all living in a society and a structure of living that was in harmony with mother nature, which is very not right now. We are living so disconnected from the natural cycles of our planet. Mm. If we weren't so disconnected and living at an opposite uh, rhythm as nature, if we were still living in tribes and we were fully connected to nature and none of us were overriding the natural instincts of our body and our intuition and we were in full, complete, you know, quote unquote, perfect alignment with the natural world around us, we would bleed with the new moon. Mm, okay. Because that's the way that our cycle was originally programmed mm -hmm. is to, you know, the moon empties out as your womb empties out, the moon fills up as your womb fills up with a new egg. It's mm. intuitive. Do you, so are you a proponent of like the 13 months, um, year, like calendar. from what I've, yeah, calendar year. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I could go on a whole rant about this for hours that <laughs> totally different topic but mm -hmm. you know if you're in if you're following Bashar's uh his teachings then uh, I'm assuming that you're pretty open-minded and mm -hmm. uh, you know kind of hip to the fact that you know we're waking up out of a great slumber that humanity has been in for thousands of years and there's more and more information unearthing every day about uh, ancient civilizations that actually used to exist on our planet um, and how something went wrong mm. somewhere in our history. Something happened and we took a wrong turn and have been going down a really wrong path for a long time. And 
have almost destroyed ourselves as a species many times over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been a truth seeker for a long time. I'm a big researcher. I learned about the negative entities that have been interacting mm-hmm. with humanity for uh, a long time. I learned about that a long time ago. I've gone pretty far deep into a lot of rabbit holes. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty well versed when it comes to the details of what actually has taken place on our planet. And like I said, I could talk about this for several hours more, but that's, we could do another podcast interview if you want to go into it. (laughs) Um, But that's one of the things that was intentionally put forth on our planet to keep us Mm. intentionally out of our natural harmony with the earth. Because if like time, the measurement of time isn't just something that humanity can just pick. Oh, we created a clock and now we're just going to measure time like this. Okay, great. But the whole way that you can measure time is based on the cosmic alignments of every planet and the way that everything was created in the universe. So there's a natural process. Um, and a rhythm that was established in the universe. And on our planet, the 13-month calendar is what's actually correct. Mm. So the fact that we're all following this old 12-month calendar that just is making less and less sense the further along this path through the great shift that we're moving through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that is one of the specific ways that we have been manipulated as a species and controlled mm-hmm. to basically be used as as a, a power supply for other species that have cut themselves so far off of source that they can no longer self-source. That's why they're picking on humanity. Yeah. And that's one of the ways that we have been controlled by just altering the natural rhythm of things just slightly to the left. Mm-hmm. So we're just, you know, out of tune, off beat. You know, think of it like a song. Mother Nature is playing this really beautiful rhythm. And we were born playing this really beautiful rhythm with her. And then this artificial matrix system was created for us. I look at humanity as like um, basically being born and raised in captivity for generations to the point Mm -hmm. where remember what it's like to be in our wild natural um, environment. Yeah. And it is one of the many, 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 many ways that we have been very cleverly manipulated to stay out of sync so that we don't remember that we are so incredible and powerful and divine. Mm-hmm. What we do, you know, we, we we reclaim the planet, we reclaim all of our freedom and our sovereignty, and everybody completely shakes off all the shackles that have been on us, and we are a free, enlightened civilization which can no longer be fed off of. Mm-hmm. So every attempt possible has been put forth to keep us in a state of forgetfulness, because when we remember. There's no more game and we can't be played anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very fitting. I have um, a sequence within my podcast where I talk about this. And yeah, it's I'm totally in agreement with you that, you know, this has gone on long enough. (laughs) 
very um, enough. <laughs> yeah, I I find it really interesting because it, the 13 month calendar keeps coming into my awareness. And when I first heard about it, I didn't really give much thought to it, you know, one mm-hmm. way or the other. But now, for some reason, it keeps popping up and popping up. And I'm like, the more I look into it, I'm like, yeah, this is really the truth. <laughs> this is where we need to be. I can feel that the rhythm is off. You know, I can, I can feel what you're saying. And it's like, it makes, when I looked into like, why is the 13 month, you know, you're each month is exactly the same number of days and there's, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's with the moon and da da da. you know, we're, yeah, it makes so much sense to me. And it's like, Oh man. Yeah. I, I really, yeah, and I felt like the 13-month cycle thing really fit in with this understanding of, like, the rhythms of women, I guess. Yes, um, because the rhythms that are programmed into a woman's body is the exact same rhythm of Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. And as long as we keep suppressing this rhythm within women we're suppressing it in the whole planet. It's why it's such a key piece when women get reacquainted with this information and we reclaim our right to be cyclical, to have downtime, that we know that it's absolutely essential for our well-being and the well-being of the entire planet, that we reclaim our time to rest. It's what reclaims mother nature is time to rest. It is the microcosm to the macrocosm. Once we reclaim this in each individual woman, we're not going to continue raping our planet. We're not going to continue taking from her when she can't give us anymore. We're not going to frack. We're not going to take her oil. We're not going to burn her forests. We're not going to farm her soil until there's nothing left. We're going to look to mother nature honor her, look at her cycles, come back into harmony with her cycles, Mm. reclaim the importance of resting time and see how important it is to let mother earth rest too. Yeah, totally. I, I feel that so strongly. It's like when I see the way that we're just kind of like, pillaging uh-huh. the the mother it's like uh it just makes me cringe and i mean more than cringe it's just heartbreaking but it um, is especially when you look at how long we've been doing it yeah exactly and it's she's scary how unconscious we have been for how long yes and here she is still loving us still giving to us you yeah. know it's like what a <laughs> the um quintessential like image of the mother that's just yeah. kind of like giving up herself yeah um, yes yeah she's a beautiful being um yeah this is so interesting so i'm curious when you're working with people like how do you what do you suggest for women to get back into their their rhythm how, how do you like what 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 do you suggest when you're working with women to understand your own rhythm and kind of get back into flow with that? Mm, okay, this is a really great great question, and the answer is huge, honestly. And <laughs> I, I really want 
my intention is to convey at least some amount of how big this is right now to whoever's listening because I've been doing this for a long time and I've come up against challenge after challenge after challenge after challenge. I've been um, practicing shamanic menstruation, honoring my bleed in a ceremonial way for about a decade now. And even after 10 years of practicing this, because there's no place in our society for menstruation, I still come up against it every single month of the world trying to take this practice from me and fill my time with every other thing that thinks that it's important for me. Mm. So, you know, in the last 10 years of me really on this path of learning how to embody this wisdom so that I can fully share it and activate it in other women, I've come to understand how massive what I'm attempting to bring back to the planet is because, mm. you know, this sounds all fine and dandy. And of course, you know, it sounds great. Every woman would love to rest when she bleeds. Mm. And in all transparency, I actually waited a lot longer than I probably should have because I knew that if I delivered this information to women and they didn't have the support in their lives to start honoring their bodies, that it would possibly further damage them. So I didn't even want to share this with women because I knew what they were up against. I knew that they didn't have the structures and support in their life and that society didn't care if they were bleeding or not and that they needed time to rest. And mm -hmm. so I didn't share this information for quite a while because I didn't want to hurt women worse by telling them that it's extremely important that they rest while they bleed, but then they have no option to do that. Mm. And eventually I got kind of like a talking to by another woman who um, is an expert in the divine feminine. And she put it really squarely for me that, you know, I thought I needed to go to legislation and get a bill passed that grants every woman in the United States, at least, three days off for her bleed every month. And I was very clearly told that, that is not the way that the feminine does this. Mm. And what I have learned over time is that I am the forerunner in this. And I have literally gone through battle after battle after battle. I can't even go into the details of what I have gone through and been up against to just reclaim this for myself. Mm. And I have been practicing that for years now. How do you take this ancient wisdom around menstruation and apply it to the modern woman? How is this even accessible to us? How do we make this work for the modern woman? Mm. And where I stand right now is knowing that what we're attempting to do, reclaiming the sacred time for rest for ourselves is reclaiming it for all of humanity. It's reclaiming it for the entire planet. And when you really back up and take an eagle's eye view of what's taking place on the planet and how long we've been in this situation, you realize that we this has been suppressed for thousands of years. And it's not just going to shift now. 
It's not just going to shift in one generation. And it's extremely difficult to succeed at this. Every single woman, you know, when they first come across, um, you know, a talk like this, it, it feels so inspiring. It makes sense. It feels like truth in your body. You're like, yes, this is amazing, but I have a full-time job. I have kids, you know, there's every reason in the book for this to not be possible for you. And mm-hmm. I want to say right now that I had every reason in the book for it to not be possible for me. And because I experienced the profound medicine from what shamanic menstruation can deliver a woman and how much it allowed me to heal, it made it a no brainer to me. And there was no option for me. I was going to protect this practice for myself Mm -hmm. at all costs. And that has challenged me in monumental ways, monumentous ways, massively, and has really put me face to face with having to choose this over and over again. I make the decision in myself that this is a priority and I'm not willing to back down on it. And the rest of the world is going to shift around this decision that I made for myself. I'm not going to work my way around the world. I'm claiming this so strongly for myself that the world's going to shift around me because Mm -hmm. I saw how important it was for me to protect this practice. And I saw how important it was that I continued to clear a path for the women that would come behind me that didn't think that they could do it on their own. I proved that you can, no matter what. If you decide that this is important enough for you to prioritize in your life and you like take a vow to that and make that as a promise to yourself that you are worthy, that you deserve this, that it's extremely important that you reclaim this for yourself, you take that vow in your heart and you stay devoted to it. And over the years, you'll figure it out. Like right now, I have a life that allows me to take five days off every month and go into complete hibernation and not give my energy or attention to anything outside of myself. I am very deep into this practice right now. And it has taken me 10 years to create a life around myself that supports this. And the only reason that I have a life that gives me this time every month is because I refused to accept anything other than that. I made it happen for myself. And I still, every single month, claim this space for myself fiercely. And mm-hmm. takes it away from me. And I think that it's really important that a woman has the opportunity to experience what's possible for her. Because if I wouldn't have had such a strong profound, life-changing experience in my own body while I was bleeding that touched me and moved every think I would have been able to stay as powerfully committed to this as I have been. But because I had that experience, it was a no-brainer for me. Because in my eyes, this is the thing that heals women. This is the thing that heals the trauma, that heals a woman's heart, that turns her from a raging bitch 
into a soft, gentle flower, which is in every woman that we honestly are in in agony over not being able to be soft because the world's made us hard. We've turned it out as a rose. And this is the path to dismantling your warrior-ness and bringing you back into a soft space where you can relax and feel soft and gentle and trusting. But, you know, each, every woman probably still holds the cellular memory of being persecuted or killed in a past life for being tuned into her own oracular abilities. So it's an absolutely massive task for each woman individually to start reclaiming this for herself. And mm-hmm. until enough women reclaim this for themselves and enough men understand how important it is that women have the support to rest when they bleed, unfortunately, it's not easy to do. But I am 100% positive that the work that each individual woman is doing right now on the planet to, in whatever way she can, reclaim the sacred time for herself, eventually, years down the line, our future generations aren't going to have to go against what their bodies are telling them is right. In future generations, women are going to, like, I dream of, you know, my teenage daughter one day having all this information and all the support and space for her to start honoring her bleeds from her very first bleed. But that's only possible for her because I've sat here and done the heavy spiritual lifting and trailblazed for decades before she even came onto the planet. So Mm -hmm. on top of all that, (laughs) let's say you're a modern woman And you're like, okay, how do I do this for myself? I don't have five days off a week like you, Angel. What do I do? (laughs) You do the best you can. It all starts with your awareness. Being aware of the fact that you are actually in a different cycle every single week of the month. Know where you're at. Know what qualities of that cycle are alive in you during that time. And those are the things that I teach in my course, Reclaiming the Magic of the Menstrual Cycle, we go into the details of each cycle. So you know your own psychology, your emotional makeup, and your biological chemistry, how it is in every single part of your cycle. So just having this awareness, period. That is the first piece. You got to know what's happening. And then you start mentally orienting yourself around your bleed. You start tracking it. If you're not already tracking it, you got to start tracking it. Day one, write it down. What time you started bleeding and what day. Then you can start keeping track of it over a few months and it can kind of, you know, it starts to get a little predictable. Granted, a lot of women's cycles are really out of balance right now. And this is where the Ayurvedic piece comes in. If you want it to be really predictable and healthy and balanced, you got to heal. You got to heal on every level. So you start tracking it, you get it to where it's regularly uh, predictable, and you start scheduling your life around it. You stop scheduling anything that 
absolutely does not need to happen while you're bleeding. Mm. You you don't sign up for any social activities. If you have if you're an entrepreneur and you have control over your schedule, you start scheduling things around your bleed. Um, if you're working a nine to five job, this is why getting it predictable is so important because then you can request time off. And if you give your manager a month in advance, you're probably going to be able to get off a couple of days. And if you're very new to this practice, even just having the very first day of your bleed off is life changing. So Mm -hmm. You got to mentally orient yourself around it. You've got to start scheduling your life around it. You have to start thinking with your amazing, incredible, creative, genius mind. How can I make this work for me? Look at your schedule. Start getting creative. Be determined that you're going to figure this out for yourself. Know that it is a marathon and not a sprint. Like I said, it's taken me 10 years to design and curate my life around this. So it's not going to happen overnight. If you are lucky enough to have complete control over your schedule, amazing. If not, you want to just think about how you can start creating more space around your bleed in whatever way possible. If you can't take time off, um, just do less. If you have to go to work or else you're going to get fired, go to work, but don't come home and do all the dishes and the laundry and grow grocery shopping and do all like a million things. Like <laughs> just do like, if you know when your bleed's coming, get your chores done beforehand, right? You start setting yourself up beforehand. Providence, right? This is all about providence. You got to think ahead. How can I create this so that it's going to be easier for myself? Think to yourself, what can I do to bring more comfort and pleasure into my experience when I'm bleeding? You know, like make sure that your space feels nice at least so that you can, so that your nervous system can relax because you're not sitting in like a big messy room, right? like cook ahead of time or order some food for you, you know, like mitigate a task here or there to somebody else who can help or just push it off for a few days so that you can allow as much energy as possible to go to your womb to just for your body to use so that you're not using it externally. However you can, if it's just, you know, if you have kids and it's just, locking yourself in your bathroom for 10 minutes. That That's all it is. That's great. If it's, you know, laying down for five minutes and just having a complete five minutes where you're only in your own energy and in a full state of rest, even if it's just five minutes, however, you can start creating more space for yourself in whatever little creative bite-sized ways you can start reclaiming spaciousness to rest, to not be constantly giving to everyone and everything outside of yourself, to know that you are tapped into a really, really special energy when you're bleeding. And that energy was made for you to fill your cup up. You're not supposed to be sharing that energy 
that you're tuned into when you're bleeding with the rest of the world. That's for you. And it's important that you know that and that you figure out ways to reclaim it for yourself. Hmm. If anybody wants to dive further into that, I highly recommend getting into the next round of reclaiming the magic of the menstrual cycle with me. Or if you want to talk about one-on-one work, I'm totally there for that. Um, But that's probably the best bite-sized piece of wisdom that I can give you on that right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, We'll definitely in the bio, we'll have a link, um, you know, to wherever you want to lead people to be able to get in touch with you about um, joining that the next round of your course and or working with you one on one. Thank you so much for all of this information. This has been absolutely incredible, amazing, um, very insightful. I also find it very interesting that we're talking about the rhythms and even the way that you speak is very rhythmic. It's almost like a poem when you talk and you're, Mm. um, I I just noticed that as we were going through this podcast, I'm like, wow, even you're the, you're obviously the perfect (laughs) channel to bring through the information because you're just very (laughs) rhythmic and everything. Thanks. Yeah, honestly, I am the product of what it looks like when you reclaim this practice for yourself. Mm. This is the practice that really refines and hones each individual woman's intuitive and oracular abilities. Mm. It's what brings you back into rhythm with the whole of the cosmos, with Mother Nature, with the original voice of the feminine, with the innate intelligence of your body. You know, like I've been hibernating every month for years and really diving deep into this and allowing it to completely transform me. And uh, I'm a really good spokesperson for this because this is what's possible for every woman. If you will have the courage to reclaim this for yourself. And I just want to add one more thing before we wrap up that the biggest part about this is cultivating sacred boundaries. Every single woman that I have ever introduced this to over all the years I've been doing this, that's the one main thing that has to be worked on Mm -hmm. because it's cultivating sacred boundaries in your life, learning how to really claim your worth, stand in your truth, use your voice, be connected to your sacred no. That's what gives you the power to carve out this time of sacred rest for yourself every single month. And until you know how to say no to the rest of the world and yes to yourself, you can't have this. So the biggest part about this entire thing is learning how to cultivate sacred boundaries. And uh, I actually have a free masterclass on this on my YouTube channel under Angel Aquarian called Cultivating Sacred Boundaries. If anybody wants to watch it, it's a really powerful transmission. Um, And that is the number one piece that every single woman has to start with if they're wanting to step on this path of really honoring their cycle. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. I am super excited to see as your message spreads, you know, the changes that happen in the world. I'm excited to see that. 
thank you so much for taking the time today and sharing with us all of your wisdom. And I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Mm, It's my honor. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in to the Mystic Mecca and we will see you next week.